Green Army Online, the podcast of Stubbington Green Runners. Welcome to episode one of Green Army Online, the new podcast for Stubbington Green Runners. We have made a start. The starting pistol has gone and we're into the first episode. Well, we find ourselves in partial lockdown in a strange new world where Green Army Online is your new companion and your means of keeping in touch with others in the club. In today's Easter Monday episode, we will be able to tell you a bit more about Green Army Online. We'll discuss the government restrictions during the partial lockdown. And we'll talk about some of the effects of those partial lockdown restrictions and limitations on our running with a couple of our committee members. We'll be hearing comments from club members who've contacted the show and we'll be discovering something old, something new. We'll also be finding out what sort of things Green Army Online will be doing in the future and pose a riddle or two for you to solve while out running or just simply sitting around at home during the lockdown. I want to start by thanking those who've contributed to the show through email, interview or background research. Anyone can, of course, take part in the coming episodes too. We'll be listening to you and to what it is you want to discuss The content of the show will be largely driven by that, so please do let us know. More details about that coming up in a minute. We hope you'll be encouraged by what you hear in this initial episode of Green Army Online. Maybe you'll be better able to manage the frustrations of the lockdown as a result and keep healthy and fit, which is so important for everyone right now. There are a few interesting facts coming up in the show about some members in the club, and you may want to comment on what you hear too. Details of how to do that are coming up soon. Green Army Online is not trying to replicate other running podcasts. There are many out there, but we would hope to serve you, the members of Stubbington Green Runners, in a unique and a valuable way. Not quite like everyone else. As many of you are seasoned runners and headphone wearers, I'm sure, you probably have your favourite running podcasts. The long runs aren't quite the same for some people without them. I've listened to many over the years, and I've found them good on a long run, but I've also frequently listened in the car, on journeys to and from work, or longer journeys. Remember doing those? Anyway, we obviously aren't driving a lot at the moment, but Maybe the car will become the listening venue of choice at some point in the future again. For now, though, let's assume you like listening to running podcasts doing something else other than driving. Probably running. The success of the podcast is largely down to the amount of listener interaction. We'd therefore love to hear from you. Please don't be shy. We'd love to hear your running stories and your thoughts. Where have you been running? Would you recommend that? as a route or part of a route for others to try. How far did you go? What was the terrain? What did you do? What pace or effort were you doing? What was your training aim for the session? And did you achieve it? All sorts of things. What did you see? Tell us. Many of us are able to run by the coast or in a lovely countryside area and we see some great things. 
If you were fortunate enough to do that, describe how uplifting that was. For those who could get out onto the local roads, how busy are you finding it? Did you find others are giving you a suitably wide berth at the moment? The two metres or more or less? Were there any incidents along the way you could tell us about? Any encounters with other people which needed a bit of negotiating at the time? Were you listening to anything on your headphones? If so, what was that? Music? A podcast? What are your favourites right now? How often will Green Army Online be available? Well, since we are in very different times at the moment, there's no set schedule for the podcast. Depending on the circumstances and what club members need, we'll bring you episodes as and when we can. Please let us know by email, of course, if you have a view on this. How else can you be involved with Green Army Online? Well, you can help by spreading the word among other members of the club and letting them know that they too can contribute. Maybe they would like to respond to something they heard in a particular episode. Maybe they'd like to send in a voice clip themselves or an email with a story, a thought or a discussion starter. The Covid days. We can't deny it, it's virtually all you hear, all you see on the media at the moment and we are all affected in many ways. Hopefully you and your nearest and dearest are well though and managing to keep that way. We are instructed by government to behave as a society in an unprecedented manner in order to save lives at the moment. We all owe it to each other and to the wider community to play our part. Specifically, that is, of course, the stay-at-home mantra. Let's just remind ourselves of the government restrictions. I'm quoting here directly from gov.uk, the website of the UK government. It says this, When am I allowed to leave the house? You should only leave the house for very limited purposes, Shopping for basic necessities, for example food and medicine, which must be as infrequent as possible. One form of exercise a day, for example a run, walk or cycle, alone or with members of your household. Any medical need, including to donate blood, avoid or escape risk of injury or harm, or to provide care or to help a vulnerable person. Travelling for work purposes, but only where you cannot work from home. These reasons are exceptions. Even when doing these activities, you should be minimising time spent outside the home and ensuring you are two metres apart from anyone outside of your household. End quote. Just saying, cautiously, that this doesn't include the mandate to limit our exercise to one hour. That particular comment was made by Michael Gove on the Andrew Marr programme a couple of weeks ago, and it's not strictly part of the letter of the government guidance, more the spirit of it, along the lines of using common sense as infrequently as possible and keeping things to a minimum outside of the home. Anyway, all of this means... No group runs. No running with friends, unless you actually live with them. 
no club training runs or group runs or members runs. It means running at times and places where we think we won't encounter too many other people. It means running, cycling or walking, in other words, exercising outside of the home, only once per day. It also means deep levels of frustration about being unable to move around more freely, especially if you don't have an outside space where you live. It means potential loneliness for those living alone without other family members around them. And potentially it means difficult domestic situations where there are other members of the family around you. And there are more and more examples of what this means. So, how are we coping? I've been thinking that many of us pay our annual club and our England Athletics subscriptions usually around this time of year. Though, due to the current circumstances, the payment has been deferred till later in this year. But what is their take on all this? And I thought it would be a good idea for us to talk to Louise Tanner, our secretary, and find out what England Athletics have been saying. You may have noticed that Louise posted something on the Stubby Facebook page recently where EA, England Athletics, were explaining about how to keep active during the lockdown, how, how to keep the whole family active. And so, hi, Louise. Hello. Hi, uh, thanks for coming along. And could you perhaps explain a little bit more about what EA are telling us? Yes, I can. Um, England Athletics, it looks as though they've been particularly busy lately with getting everything together very quickly, obviously, given everything's changed so much. Yeah. Um, a really good. So in terms of members, um, they're, they're actually accessing the information. The England Athletics website has now um, changed quite dramatically. So it's got loads of resources on there. So there's a running at home section, which is basically for members looking um, for expert some um, interviews, there's some training tips, there are webinars on there. Um, so that's really useful. Um, there are some resources for the actual uh, clubs, or the, more for the committee, I suppose, um, which lets us look at um, ideas from other clubs. There's obviously various webinars on there as well for us. Can, um, can anyone go along and, and join in these webinars? They can, yes. I think um, for members, probably the running at home and athletics at home ones are probably the most um, appropriate, but I believe they're accessible to anybody. Um, if you want to join them live, you have to register um, in advance, and there are dates through to around the end of June, I think. Do you have to be an EA member? You, I don't think it stipulates. Right. Um, the but you can also access them after the event so they are then um available after the sessions occurred so uh, from that on that basis i think anybody could access them to be excellent honest. good yeah i think it's um they're accessible by everyone there's also some resources for coaches and leaders um to help keep our knowledge up i suppose and also give some advice on what we can be doing um with runners whilst we're in lockdown are there any tips that you have for people in the Stummington area while they're having to run so close to home? Um, any areas where they should find perhaps a, a nice run where they might not have thought about or had anyone say anything to you about, don't go there, it's very difficult to run at the moment without bumping into people or anything you've noted like that? Well, I think... 
I think it's just a case of trying to avoid really narrow pathways because I know personally um, I found if I go along some of the more sort of picturesque pretty paths that are very narrow that's when I've come across more problems with trying to keep distant from people so I've actually stopped doing that now um, I think trying to find wide paths or even more residential roads whilst it's not as you know pretty you can cross over quite easily if there are people around I know we um I've seen quite a few posts on Facebook from walkers who have quite anxious about runners coming past them and I whilst I think sometimes we get bad press I also can understand that because everybody's in a sort of state of anxiety there's a lot of scared people around and having someone running up really close to them can be quite daunting um yes. I think as runners it's easier for us to move out of the way um, yeah I think people get freaked out sometimes by runners even without any COVID-19 issues don't they yes, um, yeah. when you go past someone or come up behind someone and they haven't heard you or something um, so no that's great advice and to cross over the road if you're in, a, in a, an area where you actually can distance yourself that far is obviously the best thing to do uh, and if not then take evasive action as much as you can yeah. yeah good are there any other tips that we can perhaps bring out of the ea advice that uh that you've seen uh, talking about how to survive and and how to improve even in our training whilst we're still on lockdown yeah there are also um various things that are suitable for um parents there's lots of resources for parents and if people are stuck at home with their children and homeschooling um, there's some stuff on the England Athletics website. So there's two categories. Um, there's Funnetics, which is for four to 11 year olds. Um, and there's Athletics 365, which is for 11 plus. Um, all of those resources they used to charge for, but they're now making them free to everybody. Um, oh. So parents can go in and use those. There's some weekly challenges on there as well with Jenny Meadows at the moment. Um, oh. And they're based on sort of running, throwing, jumping skills, which are all really important for children that are sort of starting, starting up on athletics as well. Yeah. Good. Right. Well, I think that's really excellent. Um, and I know a lot of people in the club will have children at home. And, of course, it might be the Easter break around now anyway, but we don't expect the schools to be going back anytime very soon. And so the school at home will resume, I'm sure. Now, that's great news. And for club members doing their own individual training, putting their own solitary runs together, um, perhaps even something a little bit broader than just running, but across training perhaps, or core conditioning, anything that you've spotted on the um, on the EA page or others? Yeah, so there is, um, like I said, there's quite a lot of strength and conditioning um, tutorials, I believe, on England Athletics mm. and some advice um, some, like I said, technique tips as well. Um, but also there are, we've seen quite a few, um, we've got some members that are obviously involved in coaching and there's Pilates and things. So there's quite a lot of resources out there at the moment. So looking at things like strength and conditioning and Pilates and yoga, um, there seem to be a lot of them now online. Yeah. Um, so it's really important that we still stay active and it is still we are still able to go for runs just as long as we keep safe so and obviously do it sensibly i suppose yeah that's fantastic and and good to hear that england athletics have been so helpful and 
also remove some of the charges for some of the material, which is good. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Well, thanks, Louise. That's brilliant. Um, and for now, let's go and uh, do our solitary running and our solitary strength and conditioning, maybe with the family, um, yeah. and and keep fit until we can all join together after this and, um, and get back to things as they were. So thanks for your help today. Thank you. Thank you. Continuing with our thinking about how we are coping in these COVID days, what's been on the stubby Facebook page, I wonder? Well, Paul Hammond posted on the 24th of March, while we're having to run alone, let's see how far we can run as a club. Each time you go out, post how far you've run and add it to the running total, pun fully intended. I'll start it with my seven miles yesterday evening, he said. Next up, add on their miles and so on. Can we do 500 miles by the weekend? My grateful thanks to Heather Graham for working the calculator really hard because as of 20 past 7 on the 12th of April, we had clocked approximately 2,633.67 miles. She adds, I hope my maths is better than Pretty Patel's off for a lie down now. Thanks, Heather. That's good. And it's really interesting information. Philip Owen adds his own thanks to Heather and points out that in these intervening 19 days, we've logged the equivalent of running from here to Moscow or Istanbul. Also on the Facebook page, the viral, no pun intended, Belgian study uh, which I noticed had been posted by Amy Fox, um, but has been all over other media, uh, concerns the apparent spread of a cloud of particulate as runners and cyclists go past one other pedestrian or another runner or another cyclist. There has been a lot of talk about this, but also there is also a bit of a counter talk about this. I read on the motherboard page of vice.com that the guy who put this together, Bert Blocken of Eindhoven University of Technology, he was the lead researcher on the simulation and he wrote, people should read and not misread my tweets and texts. I have never and nowhere discouraged people from walking, running or cycling, rather the opposite. Maybe people should read more and react less. Well, it appears that the study hasn't been published in the usual sense of the word, so that it could be examined and verified. And I quote here from that website, we are unsure of the specifics of this study, what it actually shows, what its limitations might be and how it was done, what it's suggesting could be accurate and useful, but we have no way of knowing that at the moment. And yet this research is already being used to ask people to change their behaviour and held up as definitive evidence that running and cycling are irresponsible during the pandemic. Interesting, huh? Among all the Facebook posts, one which has particularly stood out is that started by Sarah Barron, and every day she puts up a lockdown diary, and various of us have been putting things on there. So I thought, let's have a chat with Sarah. So here we are. Hello, Sarah. Hello. And perhaps you could fill us in then on what you've learned by reading people's posts on the lockdown diary and why you started that. Uh, I started the diary 
um, on the the first day that we were not uh, not able to have any more club sessions, after the last Monday night session, I'd driven home feeling a bit a bit lost and almost in a little bit of mourning for my normal life that was just being snatched away from us all. It was all it was the the last day that I was able to work in the office as well, and um, I thought I need to do something. Um, and that a lot of other people would be feeling the same way. Uh, Stubbington Green is such, it's known for being such a friendly, welcoming club and a lot of people were going to be missing the, sh the social side of meeting up, running together, just seeing fr a friendly face and, and feeling part of a group. Yeah. So, so I thought that having something that brought us all together on a daily basis would, would help people. It certainly helps me to still feel as, as involved as ever in the club. And uh, hence, hence the diaries were born. Fantastic. So when you started it, did you think that we would be basically in day 26 now, is it? Or something like that? And still I think getting... we're 27 today. 27, I'm losing count. Yeah and still getting as many people posting and telling what they've been doing i i didn't um i thought maybe one or two people would humor me for a few days and then get bored but the numbers uh, i had a quick look through and we're averaging 40 to 50 comments on on many days um people just posting up and and telling us what we're doing uh, I didn't like to think that we'd still be here 27 days on, um, and I don't like to think about how many more days we have no. to keep. <laughs> no, indeed. Um, yeah, well, I think we need to brace ourselves for uh, many more. Yeah. What would you say would be the the highlights of what you've read? What sort of things are people saying which lift your heart and, and make you think, actually, this is, this is okay, and, you know, we're sharing at a level and we're able to do a certain amount of training and running, which is keeping us sane. So what is it about the, the posts that have, have lifted you? Um, every few days, somebody will, will just mention that having the, the diaries there and listening and seeing what everybody else is doing has helped to keep them strong and keep them motivated and and just a bit entertained really for you know when in these very strange times um so i've i've been really heartened by seeing somebody say oh i'd really lost my mojo but today i made it out i only ran 2 miles but it was fantastic and it's a start excellent um, yeah so seeing that yeah, we are, we're all runners. We we thrive on the endorphins. Seeing somebody feeling better because they've done some kettlebell swings in the garden or just got out and breathed in some fresh air, uh, that, that's, that makes it for me. Yeah, excellent. Well, there is one thing that I've also noticed, and that is that you get up extremely early. <laughs> so, yes, it was a bit extreme. Uh, well, it's a five thirty, I think, wasn't yes, it? Yes, yesterday morning I woke up at five o'clock. It was Saturday morning, and I thought, I've I've not done my local park run while this has been going on. I didn't want to add to the traffic on Leon Solent Seafront at, at nine o'clock or, or you know during the day. 
Um, and I thought, well, who on earth is going to be out at half past five? Let's just go and do Leon Solon Park Run. So I jogged down there. I saw there were three people out still at that time. Wow. Um, but, yeah, it was it was a beautiful morning. The, the moon looked fantastic. Um, so, yes, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that one. But generally, I, I've been getting up at my normal time for going for work. So I've swapped my normal commute for a, a run or a walk first thing in the morning, come back, have breakfast, get showered and ready to work. I don't put my suit on. <laughs> oh, I don't suppose anyone is going to notice if you do wear a suit at half past five in the morning, to be honest. No, no. <laughs> Where do you see this going, Sarah, in, in the next few weeks, given that we may well be into this for another few weeks? Um, where do you think we might see this going and, and what what might be able to um, enhance what has already been a great you know, three or four weeks of this so far? Um, I think we just need to be quite um, relaxed to do to deal with the changes and the, you know the things that have been taken away from us. I think having too rigid a plan at this stage, the plans are just going to have to change and get get taken away from us again. So I'm trying to keep things loose and just go with the flow. And you know, if things just stay as they are and keep going, and people carry on just posting up the the things that they've done, um, maybe as as the lockdown starts to get relaxed a little bit, we can maybe encourage people to do different types of, of activity. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward definitely to the day when I can sign off. Not that I'm not enjoying doing it, but I'm very, very much looking forward to the day when we don't need this anymore. Yeah, of course. Um, I particularly like to see the photos that people have taken. <laughs> um, I, I think that just helps to give a, an image of, of what they're going through and, and the sort of circumstances that they've found themselves in. Sometimes, well, mostly actually, they're very solitary scenes. Mm. And, and I think that speaks uh, a great deal about how we find our runs at the moment and we go to places where we want to be alone and don't bump into people. And the pictures show that, don't they? So, we do. Yes, I've been enjoying taking the photographs as well. I think I might have a new hobby when all this is over. Yeah, great. Well, we can encourage others to carry on posting and taking photographs. Uh, yes. Sharing their experiences, what they've been finding when they're out on their runs and even where they've been, uh, where they found it's actually yeah. quite quiet and, uh, and a great place to run. Yeah. Good. So thanks, Sarah, for joining us today and for letting us um, think a little bit more about what we are posting on our Facebook page. And uh, happy running. Stay well. Thank you, Stuart. Apart from what we read on the Stubby Facebook page, there have been some other contributions for this episode. Thanks to Greg Rowe for writing in. He said, I never like to run on my own and have been lucky that Wendy, my wife, has tracked me on her bike recently. I think we all tend to put more effort into running with a group. Mind you, by the time all this ends, I guess I'll be a seasoned, solitary runner. And who needs Costa, anyway? Take care, everyone, says Greg. 
And Jade Lee, he wrote in, Hello, a big shout out, she said, to all those that have launched the new podcast. Thank you. I have hated not being able to attend club nights since November due to my husband's deployment. The recent COVID events have obviously made it even more challenging for the mini legs and I, I think that's the kids and her, to have any form of social running and banter. Seeing the latest email regarding the podcast has really made me smile and it will at least make me feel part of the club. I hope you're all safe and well. Love to you all. Thanks, Jade. Something old, something new. This is going to be a regular feature in the show, although it might change a little when we get back to so-called normal times. For this week, it's an introduction to 10 of the newest members of the club and a recognition of the years of service by the 10 longest-serving members of the club. Possibly in the future, though, this feature should cover some recent races, and we might also take a look forward to some of the upcoming future events, as well as welcoming all new club members. So the aim is to make sure that in the future, everyone who joins the club gets a mention here, with the hope that everyone in the club will be aware of the fact that they have joined. It should help make sure that all new members get a warm welcome. It should make it easier for members to say hi to them, either in a virtual sense, for now, or actually in person when the current COVID-19 lockdown is over. Remember meeting up with people and saying hi? Yeah, anyway. We will be able to discuss recent races and club events, maybe focusing on a particular past event and hearing from one or two other participants. Anyway, on to this week's Something Old. With the grateful help of our club secretary, Louise Tanner, and long-serving member himself, Mike Bell, I am able to do a shout-out to the ten or so longest-serving members, in alphabetical order, surname only, not chronological, of Stubbington Green Runners. A slight health warning here, in the records may be somewhat incomplete or inaccurate, and so apologies if you know of someone not included here. Let us know if that's the case, and we'll put it right in the next episode. Well, here they are. Top of the list, because his surname begins with B, is Mike Bell. He was, in 1998, the Stubbington Green Race Director. He was also the webmaster for us for 14 years. Penny Force who's represented Great Britain and Northern Ireland at the 1976 Olympics under her maiden name, Yule, and she holds a 1,500-metre PB of 4.06. Penny also coached the green shoots for a number of years at Crofton School when they used to have a grass track. Third on the list is Ray and Karen Gunner. Ray was, and still is, a very good runner and has represented Stubbington Green in millions of races. Karen has recently started running and regularly runs Park Run. Next up, Chris and Wendy Hall. Chris was club captain for 14 years. Then there's Andy Lee, a keen trail runner, and he leads Explorers in Fairham. Then Doug Roberts. He was the chairman from 1990 to 1996. And we also have John Tussler, who was the Southern League cross-country secretary for the club for 12 years. John Vose, he had an amazing constitution apparently. He could eat a steak and chips and then do a race within a couple of hours. Mike Bell remembers he was a very quick runner when he joined in 1989 
And finally on this list of our 10 longest serving members is Pat Woodward, who was chairman between 1988 and 1989 and membership secretary then for 17 years. Her husband, Dennis Woodward, wrote the newsletter for 16 years and was club captain for a couple of years. Well done to you all for being such loyal, long-serving and active members over many, many years. The club could not function without such commitment. You'll forgive me for calling you something old. And to this episode's something new. Thanks again to the information from our club secretary, Louise Tanner. Here are the recently joined Stubbington Green Runners top 10, again in alphabetical order of surname. We have Sarah Bishop, Carl Bradford, Jessica Chen, Claire Clements, Caroline Denyer, Julie Fox, Tom Hastings, Laura Laming, James Norman, and Nicola White. A massive stubby welcome to you all, and we do hope you find many friends and running companions in the club, enjoying training sessions and group ones together at some point in the future too. In other new matters, we do actually have an event coming up. No, it's not a race, it's a virtual quiz. It is next weekend. 7pm next Saturday and Sunday, that is the Saturday and Sunday following Easter, Saturday and Sunday. The same quiz will happen on both days. Apparently, Louise Tan will be sending an email out to members during the week with instructions on how to join. I think it's going to be first come, first served. And with that promise of a bit of fun next weekend, we're coming to the end of the first episode now. We've talked, quite predictably, a lot about the Covid days and coping with the restrictions we've faced during them. We've found out that there are a lot of things to help us and keep us connected. Hopefully you found today's podcast interesting and useful. Maybe you can visit the England Athletics website for some tips on keeping fit and active with the family too. Thanks to the interviewees this week, Sarah Barron and Louise Tanner, and thanks to all of you who contacted the show or sent in a contribution of some sort. We'd love to hear from you. Did something in this episode make you think? Or shout at your device or speaker? What would you like to talk about on the show? Don't forget there are a couple of ways you can interact with others on the show. Firstly, by email. Send us a short audio clip to podcast at stubbingtongreenrunners.net by using your voice memo app if you have an iPhone or an app like Voice Recorder or Recorder or Memo or Notes. There are several for an Android smartphone. Any of those are available in the Google Play Store if you've not already got one on your phone. Just open the app, whether you're on an iPhone or an Android phone, record a short clip, keep it under a minute, and share it by email to podcast at stubbingtongreenrunners.net. The other way to do it, of course, is to send a brief email message in writing and to the same address, podcast at stubbingtongreenrunners.net, saying what you want to say. Perhaps you could tell us how it's going. How is it going with your running in the current lockdown? Perhaps you could give us a short description of the type of runs you're able to do at the moment. Are you managing to keep your training solid yet 
solitary. If you'd like to do any shout-outs to some of your clubmates, any well wishes, birthday wishes, promises of one day doing a race together or an expedition of some sort once we get back to normal, whatever it is. Briefly, how are you coping with the lockdown? Do you have a new routine which is working for you? And what is your view of the best thing in the lockdown? What is your view of the thing or the things that you're missing the most in the lockdown? Your comments and views? If there's anything else you'd like to discuss, send them in. We'll endeavour to include your contribution in the next episode, if possible. Make sure you listen to Green Army Online regularly by subscribing or following on your podcast platform of choice, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify or whatever. If you don't have one, you could always catch the latest episode using the direct link posted on the Stubby Facebook page to the Anchor website. You won't need Spotify, Apple Podcasts or any other app installed to listen there. Also, please tell your friends in the club about the podcast and encourage them to listen and contact the show with their own contributions. It would help to get more people connected if you share the links to our podcast on your social media too. Thank you. We'll be back soon with another episode. Given the way things are these days, it's not possible to say when that'll be, but if you have a view, you know what to do. And a teaser for you as we go. While you're out running... Have a think about this and see if you can solve it. You have a panel of three light switches in your house and you know that one of those switches controls the light in your shed, which is entirely out of view at the bottom of the garden. But you can't remember which one. Given the current Covid situation, you know that every time you leave the house and go down the garden to the shed and back, you'll have to wash your hands again and they're already dry and sore from overwashing them. So, in order to keep the hand washing to a minimum, you want to figure out, with no more than one trip outside of the shed, which of the three light switches operates the light in the shed. How do you do it? Or, if you prefer to think numbers, try this one while you're out running. What is the smallest positive integer that leaves a remainder of 1 when divided by 2, a remainder of 2 when divided by 3, a remainder of 3 when divided by 4, and so on up to a remainder of 9 when divided by 10. Answers next time. Oh, finally, no social distancing measures were breached during the making of this podcast. You've been listening to Green Army Online with Stuart Pepper. To contact the show, email podcast at stubbingtongreenrunners.net. See you next time.